when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's February 18th, 2022, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 462. I'm your host, Rob Zagney, but right now I'm streaming Anacrusis with the crew, so oh you can God. stop what you're Rob. doing and check it out right now live on twitch.tv slash Waypoint. The Anacrusis, that's what they call us. And today I'm joined by Patrick Klopik. Hello. Renata Price. Howdy, gamers. And our producer, Ricardo Contreras. Yo. So, Ren and I are coming to you hot from the realms of chaos, basically. <laughs> uh, we we have been uh, just up to our eyeballs in chaos. It's foul taint. Uh, we've been contemplating. It's what? It's what? Foul taint. <laughs> it's foul uh-huh. taint. Listen, uh, Rob and I have been neck deep in foul taint for the last two days. Uh, we don't usually uh, get a fucking podcast a- title in the first minute, but... There was a great mall, and uh, we've been contemplating it. We've been standing right on the edge. How of close the great is mall. the great mall to the foul taint? Like the same neighborhood? They're actually on the opposite sides of the world. The fa- the the great mall oh. actually runs all the way through the world, and like the it's actually the equator is called the great taint. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have been playing on stream, uh, the last couple of days, Warhammer three, uh, total war Warhammer three. Um, sorry, I didn't want to, to imply that like, Hey, they made a third Warhammer tabletop game. Uh, surprise, uh, with, you know, the old world <laughs> has changed yet again. Uh, no, we've been playing total war Warhammer three on, on stream. I think it just came out, uh, yesterday when you were, when you were listening to this and we've been doing some different things with it. Uh, we've we've been having sort of a variety platter of Warhammer experiences, and uh, I would say they've been uneven. Um, but but Ren, I am I am curious. Like, where is what's your background with? I know you're like broadly like in the strategy games. Where are you at in terms of like Total War? Total War, I played um, I played Three Kingdoms. Uh, I really liked it. I didn't get super, super far in any campaigns, but I played it and I was like, this is good. This makes my brain feel good. And if I was going to really get into a Total War style game, it would be Three Kingdoms, right? And then when I was working for Fanbait as an intern, I went to a press event for Troy and actually really, really liked what they were doing with Troy because that game was like really interesting and has like interesting like ideas about how history works and how we like approach history uh and so i i ended up like really liking that game and then i haven't played much of it since and i'm now arriving to total war warhammer which is like an older based on like an older model of the series and i'm very interested um 
Yeah. Um, side note, Ren, you and I should go back and play a little bit of Troy because I think they released a patch later that always seemed to me like maybe it was a coward's patch where it was like, what if we just made Troy more like uh, Warhammer in some ways? Because because there's a lot of pushback. People being like, no, I want to play with like the Greek mythology shit. And so people were like pissed that there weren't like Pegasi cavalry uh, flying around. And I think um, that's bullshit. I think Howard's that's wrong. patch. I challenge all developers who have worked on on games that listen to this podcast. Do you have your own story of a coward's patch? A <laughs> <laughs> give to the community because your studio or the people above you were cowards and gave in to the gamers. Your hateful, stupid community that was like, no, we want the boring and familiar and predictable thing. And they just like tramp all over your vision. And you got to be like, all right, well, here you go. Here's the thing. Um, that was that was my view. Because that's a bummer because the, the cool thing about Troy is that uh, for folks who haven't played it, Troy is basically a video game that was like, so what if the Minotaur was just a really big guy? What if the Minotaur was actually just a dude who's 10 foot four and just like absolutely wrecks normal people? And that's so fucking dumb and fun that I cannot help but love it. Same thing with the uh, the Gorgon. The Gorgon is just a really pretty, really scary lady who is so pretty and so scary that she causes an army-wide debuff on your opponents. And like, it's just like... a. Okay, Total War Troy is like a history channel version of history, mm-hmm. and that is why I love it. That's why I loved it, because it felt like playing like a weird history channel show where like we think that the Minotaur might actually just be a buff guy. And it's like, you don't fucking know that, but you know what? It's really funny if that's what it is. You get you get some guy from like a second tier uh like Midlands University in the UK who's like, we don't really know what the legend of the labyrinth refers to we can make some guesses and what we think is it was this building that provides this set of bonuses to all settlements in the region that's very much that's very much troy uh and it's very much like the the brad pitt uh movie troy um which also attempted to be like what if oh man so go listen to sorry Go support Thrones Ahead on Patreon. Uh, in addition to Waypoint Plus, listen to the conversation I had with Troy Goodfellow about the movie Troy. Because basically, like, Brad Pitt's Troy is directed by Wolfgang Peterson. And you're like, Das Boat, Wolfgang Peterson? And the answer is yes. The guy who made Das Boat made a movie about the siege of Troy starring Brad Pitt as Achilles and Brian Cox's Agamemnon, which is every bit as good as you owe. Sorry, sorry. Brian, the phrase Brian Cox's Agamemnon is my activation phrase. I am currently on my way to kill the president. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and by the way, the entire thing is about what if, uh, you know, the Siege of Troy is a timeless story. What if it's about Bush-era politics and yeah. militarism? It's everyone's and, favorite thing. Oh, it's great. It's, it's 100% like... Uh, you know, men, uh, like, let's see, like, Menelaus is basically George Bush, and Agamemnon is like Dick Cheney. Um, and it's it rules. It's an absurd movie. Uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, points that has nothing to do with Warhammer. People looked at Troy and they were like, "Where is the like wild mythology shit?" Well, here comes Total War Warhammer Three, and I think we found it. I think we found like all the wild mythological shit. Uh, in Warhammer. And um, 
So I gotta, I gotta be honest with you here. Do you ever sometimes, do you ever sometimes kind of hate the groupthink dynamics of Twitch chat? Do you ever like pose a question and immediately regret you posed it because you know what they're gonna do? You know what they're gonna do. Uh, you ask with you, with everyone here. I feel like I could ask a really simple question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to be like a more standard human faction? Or do you want to serve chaos? And I feel like this group of people, okay, well, Kato's eyebrow going up like that doesn't make me feel <laughs> confident, but I feel like in a reasonable group of people, we could have a, we could have an exchange of ideas about, do we want to be a human faction? I really, I really doubt that. Rob Pretty is, sure we'd all Rob choose is, chaos. Pretty sure Rob like, if, really if we need really pro-oligarchy. Well, okay, maybe the, you know, maybe my maybe my assumptions were just wrong. Maybe it would have happened even if it were just <laughs> yeah, in this room. I, would you like to have you? a lot of fun, or do you like to be boring as shit? Let me just consider my <laughs> two options and consider the pros and cons of wow. this approach. Wow, I, I, Rob is forgetting also that I was actively campaigning for the faction that we played uh, the first stream, which I regret doing because it was fucking awful. Because it was a bad time. Fuck Zinch. Um, this is a, this is a zine haters podcast. Um, <laughs> but no, I do agree that allowing chat to pick it was uh, a bit of a, a bit of a, well, here's the thing. We let them pick again, but we gave we them three up, votes. Yeah. We gave them three votes. Yeah. That was too many. Yeah. This is a democracy. Damn it. Votes. <laughs> that was too much democracy. They kept voting for more votes was the problem. Um, <laughs> So to to give you like the 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 sketch of like what is Total War Warhammer three and what's different I guess from the previous ones. Um, so the way I put it on the stream was that Total War Warhammer one takes place in the old world. It's all about like dwarves fighting uh, orcs and like the fake Holy Roman Empire thing. Uh, you know, trying to deal with its fucking vampire counts. Uh, They're trying to stir up shit, but looming over all of it is that the forces of chaos might be awakening. They might, they might burst forth into the world and unleash apocalyptic danger. Mm. And so the end game of like total war Warhammer one is like, Oh shit. The chaos invasion is here. Um, now you just need to weather the storm and eventually like get chaos back down in its hole. The second game is, a lot of people loved it. I kind of bounced off of it. It's much more like, so what if the world of Total War Warhammer did 15th and 16th century colonialism in South America and South and Central America uh, and met like factions there? And also there's chaos and elves and shit, but like broadly, that's kind of what it's doing. This third game, it, you know, got a big rock and roll finale. Gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta finish strong. So it's all about the chaos. Uh, it it opens with um, fake Russia, Kislev, uh, their bear god has been slain in a chaos plot, um, or at least like badly wounded. Uh, the forces of chaos are now like instantiated on the world and walking the earth. They're not coming through portals. They're just here. And so the new factions are like Kislev, which is like fake, uh, like medieval Russia. Um, you've got Cathay, which is fake China. Um, and then you've got the armies of chaos. 
And so when people were like, give us the armies of chaos. We made a huge mistake. <laughs> Fuck Zinch. Yo, we did not. Ray, Ray not you want to talk through what went wrong with Zinch? What they're, what, what, what's going on with, with chaos in this game? So, okay. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3 is a game built around like hard counters. So like every faction has like a thing that they do extremely, extremely well. And there is a faction or a unit that will absolutely fucking own them across the board basically in any situation and you have to either lean into your strengths and only fight factions that you're capable of fighting or really put effort into shoring up those defenses and get building your own hard counters in right and zinch's whole thing is that they're a faction built around like magic and doing a lot of spells and like hitting enemies with like long-range attacks and like debuffs all this shit right their units are dog shit and require a ton of micromanaging that is extremely annoying and hard to do. Uh, so we would basically go into battles and get absolutely shredded against people with just like good units, sure. But like, we're not talking like we're not getting shredded by like the best units in the game. We're getting like absolutely owned by like mid-tier warriors who just like have enough armor that we couldn't do anything about it. And so zine shit for us was basically just getting rolled over and over again because the amount of fucking mechanics involved were just ridiculous. Like zine shit's like basic like mechanic behind that faction is that they're all about change, right? Cool. Fun. The problem is that like their basic mechanic is this barrier. So like all of our units had like an opening shield that that didn't read to us at all. Like we were playing and people were like, yeah, all your units have a shield. And we were like, sure they fucking do. My guy like could have fooled me. Meanwhile, and they're melting. Just getting ruined. And then chat was like, yeah, what you have to do is you have to send your units in, let them get melted so their barriers drop and then pull them out again. When you're talking about like a 20 unit army, you're talking about like micromanaging literally 20 units of like barriers, making sure everyone's shit is up. And then also we were we spawned directly next to our hard counter faction, which was those like big armor guys. And eventually by the end of the stream, we like picked a path that actually let us like put up a fight. And that was just by really investing in this ability called um, like Plague of Rust, uh, yep. which severely reduces enemy armor. Uh, and then like a couple of different spell abilities. And then with those together, we were able to actually start like putting up a fight against this faction. And it was a fucking nightmare. Right. That's the thing. Like we we ended strong, like after a couple battles where like we would just watch our armies get demolished by these fucking space marine looking guys with like horned helms and shit. Um, they would just like wreck, wreck us. Uh, we finally like just went all in on spells that, yeah, like shattered armor on on the enemy and we won a real nail biter of battle. It was fun, but it was also like in retrospect, I think Ren and I were talking about this this morning. Like, was that even good? Because the nature of a, a game of hard counters is that like what I was doing was just spamming these spells as the cooldown lifted. That was the felt a lot like what if an MMO encounter were a like Warhammer battle, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's kind of how it worked. Um and like it was kind of satisfying to finally like see those units that had been impossible to kill start to just melt under the fire of our pink slimer guys. Um, all our units look like slimer, different flavors of slimer. <laughs> okay, it's true. okay. I'm back on board. Imagine, imagine <laughs> slimer on upsetting legs. Yeah, upsetting legs, slimer. Upsetting legs. Uh, yes. Yeah, even and better. Maybe, uh, a concerning amount of tongue 
and yeah. as Slimer fire. does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and shoots fire. Sick. Shoots yeah. Fire. I, uh, I don't see how this so could much. go wrong. He runs out of fire ammo. <laughs> oh. But Pretty like quickly. because we keep spamming like the armor debuff, their units finally become vulnerable to us. They start dying. We win. But even there, it's like, so what was the tactic? Well, it was just to keep applying the hard counter. And that was like a huge bummer. But today, mm. today we switched factions. We 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 left this. We left the Zinge, those motherfuckers, uh, and we switched over to the cafe and specifically a faction led by like the stone dragon dude, who just like our guy Zhao Ming has spent a lot of time hanging out around the Great Maw, and people are beginning to become concerned about how much time. Our guy Zhao Ming spends around the Great Ma. Um, but here's the thing. In our experience, he seems to be very effective, at which point I don't think it's really necessary to kind of chastise him for the amount of time he spends around the Great Ma, because it's clearly working. Look, just because everyone else has like lots of psychosexual hangups doesn't mean he he has them. Like he can <laughs> he can contemplate the Great Ma. It's really easy. He can like, and also he's he's friends with the orcs, ogres. Sorry, not the orcs, the ogres. He's buddies with the ogres. The ogres are like, this guy's all right. So he could recruit them very easily. We didn't do that. But the second oh, he's faction, huge in alchemy. He's this fucker loves alchemy. We were playing in one point. Uh, we get a die. We get an NPC interaction in the diplomacy screen. And literally f- this fucker goes, don't. Mm, I was busy doing my alchemy, but I'll make time for you. Which like, wow. <laughs> don't, don't text got alchemy um absolutely absolutely invested in transmuting my potions uh but this faction is built around this mechanic of like a yin yang mechanic of like, like literally from, like, literally yes um of like swinging from one side to the other and like keeping balance and so there is a faction like a global level that is about your upkeep costs and is about your construction costs great cool there's also an per battle level where depending on your troop formations and how close different units are to one another you will get different bonuses depending on how far you are swung in each direction and also if you have yin and yang units near each other they get bonuses and so at first rob was extremely worried that this would be a very micro heavy faction um i was pissed when i realized this (laughs) he was so mad uh but there was a battle on this fucking stream that felt so fucking good. Rob and I activated tactical masterminds mode and took a fight that we were billed to lose pretty decisively. That was like, a, I forget it was a valiant defeat or a decisive defeat, but we were billed to lose this fight. And we absolutely fucking wrecked them on every front, every flank. We took out their command. It was gorgeous. <laughs> and it was all through. It was like through, it was like through the combination of um, rather than being so much about hard countering, it was more like there's an element of positioning, classic Total War stuff of like using terrain really effectively. But also it was kind of fun seeing the way that like the cafe army, because units have either a yin aspect or yang aspect, and they want you to sort of interleave them. Um, it does create like it does become a really positioning centered army uh, because those units sort of have to stand in position relative to each other uh, to get the most out of them. And then all your little like heroes 
just have ridiculous buffs and like abilities that they can drop. And we had, um, so we started the campaign with these ridiculous, like rocket launchers. Um, Mm -hmm. and what we realized is that they're the most powerful artillery unit, like that we have maybe in the game. Um, but we also had an alchemist, different alchemist. Um, but like a hero unit alchemist, as opposed to a Lord who commands the armies. And she was one very cool. Two, she had an ability to create massive bonuses to range units. So she just stood there with the archers, but particularly with that artillery, cast a huge like armor smashing bonus on them. And so like in one volley of those rockets, we watched like one of their best units, the type of unit that had given us like fits the day before. It like dissolved in like what one hit. Yeah, it, like we watched half of their half of their troops just get taken out by one artillery blast. And the best part was that like we had positioned this unit in such a way that so like to describe this battle a little bit more, we were on a bit of a hill, uh, and there was a maw in the middle of the map, and then not a great maw, just like every just day. a minor maw. We're talking like a regular standard maw. It's got the teeth, it's got the wet, but it's not like the great maw that everyone's always talking about. Um, and so. There's also a rock spire. And so what Rob and I did was we used the rock spire and the maw as a choke point and then put the majority of our forces at that choke point and then faced our artillery towards the other side. And so we had this like small detachment of spear units up top that those fuckers put in so much work. Did they get kills? Not really. But those peasants held out against <laughs> like some really strong units yeah. because they were being supported with the yin yang bonuses and also because of this like constant stream of like artillery fire that was like protecting them and helping shred this flank and so the real turning point of the battle is the very beginning we broke their left flank where they were like trying to like really hit us immediately they did not even get the chance to start hitting us because the artillery just shredded them and then, as described um, in that clip from Gettysburg during our Waypoint 101 stream, <laughs> we're having to walk a mile under open over open ground under artillery fire. Not good. Not no. good. Not good in the Civil <laughs> War. Not good when fighting Cafe uh, in in the land of the Great Maw. Absolutely blasted. And then they had a detachment of archers that we couldn't hit with our artillery units. There's one thing that Rob and I have neglected to mention at this point: the the Lord of our army, Zhao Ming can turn into a big dragon. <laughs> he can just turn into a big dragon. And what we had done was, while we had buffed this alchemist to be great at buffing people and great at support, she was like really a tactical mastermind. <laughs> Zhao Ming is a big dragon, and he's so good at hitting dudes. He's just so good at rolling in there. And when I say rolling in there, I mean literally rolling in there. Like, he flies and then does a barrel roll over people, and it's just like watching (laughs) peasants fly. Just like, it doesn't matter which side they're on. We're talking about our peasants go flying, their peasants go flying. People are going (laughs) fucking everywhere as Zhao Ming just full strength crashes into the ground. And no, don't worry, He's got a breath weapon that shoots in an expanding cone of fire, too. And so, like, shreds. <laughs> and he's fast because he flies. So, like, he went from he was like doing all the spellcaster stuff on the front line of the left flank. Left flank started to look really good. That right flank was looking shaky. Those archers, we couldn't get at them. And we were like, time to be a dragon and fly <laughs> over there and sort this out ourselves. And 
Yeah, he did. He was just like had them up against the rock plinth and was just like mercilessly like grinding them. Uh yeah. it was it was brutal. Um they they were like literally melting and it was it was a great battle. Um and I think we got the sweetest payoff, which was the general tried to flee. <laughs> And we had an entire regiment of like musketeers basically um, along the path of his retreat. And so this one little dude was trying to run away from the big dragon. And then like literally it was like the end of Bonnie and Clyde just got like machine gunned for like 10 minutes by these, by these people. It was amazing. It was like, it was almost uncomfortable because you're watching him run past and Rob and I were like, uh, and then all of our musketeers start reloading and then slowly turn behind them, aim, and then literally 100 bullets just dust <laughs> everywhere as the uh, as his like icon disappears from the screen uh, in a cloud of dust. Yeah, um, it was great. Absolutely shredded them. Uh, and then, oh, it was so good. So, like, I think, so the... Like the the lows of yesterday, like I'm still intrigued by Zinch because like maybe there's something to his mechanics. It seems like you have to really maybe you should do micro all this and like come to grips with all those like cool abilities. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But Cafe is much more like fun right out of the box. But I think overall, the other thing that it like I'm gleaning from this is they are now really pushing faction design um, harder than maybe I've ever seen it pushed in in Total War. Like even when I went back and played Total War Warhammer 2, I guess maybe it felt like there were a lot of, like, faction-specific mechanics, but I don't know. Like, they did not feel... They felt maybe a little hack, more hacked together and maybe a little more, like, interchangeable, like a lot of different names for really similar dynamics across factions. Here it does feel like, okay, so each of these guys is playing a different game. Like, basically, what they've got in common is money and magic, and beyond that, it's all different. At one point, Rob and I opened a menu. The game was like, open this menu. And it introduced a new magic mechanic. And both Rob and I immediately put our head in our hands to be like, all right, here we go. Time <laughs> to figure out what the fucking like winds of magic are in this specific faction. And like even like even the economies, like the economy mechanics are different because like uh, the characters we're just playing as the cafe do all of their stuff through um uh through money mm-hmm. all of their research everything is done through money versus the zinch army which used grimoires uh to do all of their research so they had two currencies they had a research currency and then they had a like i believe this is the case right the cafe used um money for their research right yeah okay uh and so there were two currencies you had to manage and so like two economies to work on um at least from the cafe side um Sorry, sorry, on the Zinch side. And, like, all that shit's really cool. Um, Even if I don't think it, like, comes together perfectly in every situation, I am very much a games are fun when they are breakable and take big swings kind of person. Um, And I do think that, like, there are very much moments where uh, this game is doing that and giving you that feeling of, like, am I supposed to be allowed to do this? Like, when we first applied the um, armor-piercing buff to our artillery... And just absolutely decimated. There was that really good feeling of like, should I be allowed to do this? But that feeling was underpinned with the good positioning and good tactical yeah. level. 
Yeah, and I think maybe, yeah, maybe like we had to work for it a little bit, but it wasn't like the spells were just appearing out of the ether entirely. Like it's still, it's still dovetail, but I do think there's a lot of fun with, um, you can do this more in a single player game where it's like, you know, sometimes if it all comes together right, you should just be able to smash the game balance into little bitty pieces and have it. Now the other side can do it to you. We just haven't run into those people, but like, I am really intrigued actually about like how, when we run up against chaos, because like you, as you're developing your heroes, you are sort of specking them out for like what types of things they'll be good at. Mm-hmm. We were sort of fighting the war that was in front of us, which was like much more conventional, like intra cafe, like scrimmages. But the cost of that was, I don't think we were really taking a lot of steps to get our people ready for dealing with chaos heroes. I don't know. I think that at least for one faction, we were basically perfectly suited to fight the faction that had been crushing us last time. Yeah. Because we had the anti-armor capabilities across the board. We're talking about debuffs, but we're also talking about those like incredible armor piercing abilities. We also had just gotten an ability on our main hero at the end of the campaign or at the end of today's playthrough where we every single time we cast a spell, we give all nearby allies a magic buff. Uh, and that, sorry, not magic buff, a uh, armor piercing and damage buff. And we also had an AOE spell that provided an armor piercing and damage buff. And so basically whenever we use that, we were basically getting 1.5 times the bonuses and against enemies that we really struggled against last time, those armor piercing, those like high armor, high damage enemies, we're going to absolutely shred them if we come up against them, um, which is like really exciting. The thing that I am worried about is, is the zinch right is is the psychology based characters um because yeah. the thing that yeah. we didn't mention was with the right. zinch they are based around the game's fear mechanic right and it makes me wonder if maybe the zinch are incredibly incredibly good at handling people so, and bad at handling other okay. chaos armies <laughs> there's something i do need to cop to and this is going to make patrick angry please mm. unmuted rob looks like he's about to cry <laughs> So when we began our Zinch campaign, we every campaign is like, here's some starter quests. Here are some like first things you should do. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to march all the way up this like linear valley and leave these guys on my back who also hate me. These corn cultists. This this corn this god of corn. So I ignored the fact that like multiple quests were like go in this direction. Go northeast through this valley through these really easy guys mm-hmm. and then go fight Cafe. That was the opening thing the game was like, hey, get up in Cafe's face. I and didn't yes, know this. Everything didn't... <laughs> you were there, but you might not have you might not have <laughs> noticed like what I was ignoring when I decided like no. Look, gonna... I would I would trust Rob, seasoned strategy vet, yeah. running the stream, making choices. Rob! You do you. I go, let's go. <laughs> Screw these opening quests. Go go do your thing. People in the chat were asking, so why did you start in this direction? Why? And I was like at our hard uh, counterfaction. Yeah. So because crucially, we were fighting corn, which is all like God of War and bloodshed and all that shit. But crucially, all their units, like every single one, is immune to fear. The only thing that makes our faction viable is that the fucking Slimers scare people like they're not strong units, but like they spook people. And we fought the faction that can't be spooked. That has that is a universal immune to psychology buff. 
do not give these men a therapist. They will not respond well. <laughs> now, they got severe I, anxiety disorders. So, Cognitive basically, I, therapy. Who? <laughs> I just started the campaign off, and it was like, "Hey, the first act of this campaign is in this direction." I was like, "I'm gonna go in." this direction because it makes intuitive sense to me if i were playing a different total war game that would have made intuitive sense to me uh but instead what i basically did was like i am going to pick the like strongest and hardest stone wall i'm gonna beat my head against it for this entire opening day stream i I would love to play an action game without the armor spell just because it feels better um so how did How'd that wall feel? Bad. Like it. So terrible. hang on. It, it demonstrated one of game. my like when I said like one of my issues with Warhammer, the Total War Warhammer games, is that they can be like super ticky tacky hard countery. I think I ably demonstrated that because I went up against a faction that <laughs> oh we literally God. could not fight. <laughs> okay. Um. And so even in defeat, I am victorious for I'm vindicated. <laughs> the other thing is like we couldn't def- actually. Here's the thing. It's it's tinky tacky hard counter, but also like had we gone the other way and buffed up our troops, we could have started our campaign against the corn with those armor reduction Run. spells. I'm just no, I'm just noting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't it didn't click for me until just now how fucking badly we owned ourselves in the early portion of that campaign. I appreciate you saying we. I appreciate that because it was like <laughs> Now, mind you, if we continued playing it, we had finally actually gotten through into a really good position. Like mm-hmm. we were we were now sitting pretty. But yes, it did mean that that entire first day was a nightmare. Um, and oh, so, you didn't give up. No, 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 no. Because I knew Patrick. the theory was sound. Patrick. <laughs> he was. My the, God. And the theory was sound. And we fucking did it. And also, Rob, of course, I'm going to say we because like we're fucking we're a team. I am your I am your chancellor here. <laughs> you hear that, Patrick? That's fucking teamwork. That's I think what that's that called. Is. I think that's called enabling. Um, <laughs> I think that's called. Uh, I mean, there are other words. I'll you know, leave it at that. But you know, I mean, whatever. You know, I'm Rob glad you had I, a great stream. You know what? You know what, Patrick? I enabled Rob's fucking victory. All right. Nope. Yeah, I enabled. Victory. I will. I will note point. Re- Ren, like, as uh, chief of staff, like, watching in the background, like, hey, that unit's starting to buckle. Hey, that that, that ability's off cooldown. I was like, I am playing at a higher level than I've ever played before. Uh, because, like, Ren is just, like, grabbing by the shoulder and be like, click that button now. Stop being inefficient. And I'm like, yes, I will stop being inefficient. It's beautiful. Um, who needs co-op? Just just play with Ren. Um, also, I think, yeah, I think, I think Ren and I would be nothing but good for, uh, each other. Did you know that they make little, there's like keypads with like dials and gadgets and like OLED displays that you can like infinitely customize. Like you can take this entire keyboard that I have with its attached laptop, throw it out the window. <laughs> um, because you can, you can customize these fascinating little like people in your home would like it to be thrown out the window. Yeah. And like, are you, instead, ta- are you just talking about like a Steam Deck or not Steam Deck, a uh, uh, Stream Deck sort of situations? It's just buttons you're putting macros on. Yes, no, but, but what? well, you can put you can put macros on the buttons, but also you have a little dial that when you turn the dial, it changes the layer, and it has a little screen on it that shows you what every button does, and so you don't have to actually like put. 
you can every layer can be different and you can always know what they do because you just turn it and, and then it displays up top it's like this is what i do and you just like click 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 incredible yeah so see like i think there's a lot of like positive directions we can go like yeah you, like, you know uh uh what, what i've learned in the past two weeks is that uh what Rob was missing was more things to think about in terms of his efficiency, inefficiency ratio. And somehow we hired someone to just like enable all of those bad habits because am, as it turns out, they're aware of things you could get that could remedy this and things you could think about and things you could research, things you could buy. I am so thrilled that Ren kept that particular flag under wraps during the interview process. <laughs> like it was like there she is flying under a neutral flag uh, across across the ocean. <laughs> no. And now it's like boom, keyboards. And like I think that would have I think that would have like I, I think Patrick would have been like, oh, heel support, get ready to engage. But now it's too late. It's she's too late, here. But also, but also. Watch your fucking shit, Rob. <laughs> I still have that neutral flag. I still, yeah. I still have that neutral flag. It's just this, we so happen to be aligned on this particular on this yeah. particular front, and I will stand with you as a as a stalwart ally for the Watch moment. Watch your shit. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I I can't get I can't deal with keyboard stuff too much right now. You I don't know if stream noticed, but uh, y'all might notice that the speakers are currently in a new configuration behind me. And if you're mm. looking closely, you might wonder, Hey, where are those ribbon tweeters? Where are those long ribbon tweeters that like are the star of that uh, speaker? Um, why is there a hole where they used to be in the beautiful wooden frame? And that is because they are now on their way to Florida to be repaired. No. <laughs> or, or they're just on their way to Florida. They're with Zinch on their way to Florida. I, um, Sending to the the farm up Florida State. How how much does it cost to ship those things to Florida? We are going to find out today. Um, <laughs> I loaded them into the car. Uh, my partner had an appointment like next door to the FedEx place. By the way, there's only like one FedEx place in the area that has like the boxes to ship. Them. I was going to say you must have wow. had to like call in advance, describe what you were shipping, like figure, like you can't yep. just show yeah. up with the car lugging in these speakers. Like you got enough so uh, I, foam to fill these with. I can tell you that the guy is charging us as like a large amount of money uh, mm -hmm. to do the repair. We are going to have to eat the shipment back to us, which is going to be way more expensive because they will be repaired. And like right now we don't really care what happens to the speakers in transit. Cause like basically they're going to be stripped down and like refurbed, like regardless. He, yeah. He can deal with whatever. Yeah. Little scratches but when happen. they come oh, okay. back to us, right. they have to be handled very delicately because like, for instance, if a magnet gets knocked off its moorings in the like array, it will just like whip around like a bullet in that like because it's all rays of magnets. It will just whip around like a bullet and shred that like literally irreplaceable foil. Um, By the way, somebody wrote in and was like, Rob, you can just go to parts direct and like build your own ribbon tweeter. Uh, what, are, what are you doing, man? No, 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 buddy. You need to look up reviews of the Carver Amazing Loudspeaker and look at the frequency response of that fucking ribbon tweeter. Okay? I'm telling you. The frequency you, response, you fucking dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, this thing, this thing like stops at 2000 Hertz. Great. It's fucking useless to me. Okay. Wow. This is trash. Come back to me when you find one of these that like goes up to 40,000 kilohertz and down to like a hundred because that's what I need. Is that a tweeter anyway. at that point? No, it's not. It's not even like, <laughs> it's like, that's why the, the whole ribbon is like yeah. the tweeter, you know, mid right. down to woofer. Anyway, point is, um, so yeah, that's that's where my life is at right now. Um, <laughs> lots of lots of fun. Incredible. Yeah, uh, I think so. So you'll be so next week you'll be able to give us an update. Like you'll have you'll have had a FedEx experience, is what you're saying. Yeah, we'll we'll know what we're dealing. We'll know what we're dealing with on part one of this okay. process. We'll know how, I'm I'm excited. We've been talking about this for the better part of a year. I, yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Um, the speakers had a very brief heyday and I got emotionally attached to them and now it became my problem to make them work. And so it's like, it's like we were gifted a really fussy, annoying antique, <laughs> like right before it was going to break. And now it's like, I guess I have to make this beautiful antique work. And now it's all on my, it's now all on mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's where we're at anyway. Uh, finally going to find out how how much money it takes to ship speakers to the foul taint. Florida. I can say that because I'm from there, um, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this guy does give off a, I was doing my alchemy vibe, <laughs> too, uh, in, over email. Uh, speaking of weird gear, cool technology, Pat, uh, uh, Kato... <laughs> Wow! You really did a our, whole circle our there. Good, our good friend, our good friend, Picado. Patrick Austin They've got a ship name. It's garbage. Uh, <laughs> I love it when Picado stream together. I hope something happens there. Um, so Cotto, yeah. I'm clicking on this game called Citizen Sleeper. Yeah, yeah. You I are. thought it was going to be like a mattress tycoon game. <laughs> Not. Why no. do you explain what it is? Because it also looks maybe cool as hell. It is cool as hell. It's cool as hell. And I only played like the first four hours of it because that's all that exists right now in a preview build. Um, but uh, Citizen Sleeper is a role playing game that is set on a uh, circular space station. You are a sleeper, which in this universe is essentially an uploaded consciousness into the a mechanical body, synthetic body, um, and you've uh, lost parts of your memory, of course. And this is one of the like main drives that you're like trying to figure out. Um, but you also have to survive. So basically, the way that the game works is that days there are called cycles because you know no day night cycle other than the way that the fucking uh, space station spins. Each cycle, uh, you get a set of dice. Six dice if you're well-rested, basically. And those dice will slot into various actions that you could do around the space station. So, like, if you need to go to work at the scrapyard, you drag one of the dice into the little scrapyard uh, node, and you hit go. And depending on what the number on the dice is, uh, depends your outcome, you know, you, you get, you get the numbers up front at the beginning of the day. So like, you'll see like, oh, I have two ones, a six and a four and a three. Okay. So it's not like, yeah, you try to do a task and it's like, <laughs> fuck you. It's like, you know what you're submitting. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you're submitting, but the, there is still some variance in that. 
the only thing that guarantees full success is a six. Mm. At a five, you have the possibility of a neutral or a full success. Neutral is like usually good outcome, just uh, not as good as it could have been. And then um, four and three is a half chance of is could go either way. You could get a full success. You could get oh, a neutral outcome. That. You can get a full failure. One and two are you can get a neutral outcome or a failure, right? But it's either of those two. So <laughs> yeah, so you know that part up front. You know what what you can slot in for the day, and this is where the game. It really gets interesting. This feels like a life just goes wrong simulator. This, <laughs> yeah. this feels this sounds depressing as shit. Oh, like, it is, like, buddy. Oh, I've had entire years that unfolded <laughs> according to these these mechanics. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. It's good. It like the writing is really really great. Um, the the dialogue is. Uh, I mean, one of the easiest comparisons you can make to something recent is. Uh, Disco Elysium, where like you have a dialogue running along the side, and uh, you get little choices as you go through. Those choices aren't always aren't um shown as related to your stats, but I think they are just given some of the options I've gotten that seem specific to the character I have, but they're not like being fronted if they are. But either way, they're like it's really well written and really interesting, and it gives a really uh great view of kind of like the people that you're interacting with that feels uh kind of complex and um what's the word i'm looking for i mean nuanced really like mm-hmm. you you the the like you you get the sense that if you were introduced to people in different uh orders you might think differently about them um because you know you're always getting only like one side of the story and then you eventually meet the other character that's on the other side of the story and then you're like oh these both of these people seem to be making a lot of sense in their own like uh from their own points of view and so it's it's written really well to like kind of encompass and like make a world that feels like there there aren't any black and white like good decisions as, as far as what the missions that you're like doing um, mm-hmm. Which aren't called missions; they're called drives, uh, and it's kind of framed as like this is a thing that you're like driven to do, like you're interested in doing because something like clicked in a in a dialogue where you're like, oh, now I have a new drive that is to help this person like fix their ship or whatever. Um, it has really great illustrations and style as far as like the menus and stuff; like it looks really like slick and. So, like, going through your day, you're slotting in these dice, right? But, of course, if you do certain things, you're going to start losing energy. Like, if you're going to work hard labor, you get more tired and you need to, uh, you know, feed yourself. You have to make money to feed yourself. And there's also a ticking clock of your body. The reason you're called a sleeper is that in this world, people sell their consciousness to corporations. Feel like you should have started with that. Feel like you should have started with that bit. Feels like that was maybe yeah. maybe um, you should have started with that hey. explanation of the premise. Hey yo, that's relevant. Um, hey, so why am I consciousness so, so, of a body? Well Well the so they, they basically the, they basically set up this world where like true AI sentience is outlawed. 
right? Like robots and AIs can get right up to what is what has been deemed an illegal sentience. <laughs> Skynet, Skynet will rebel and kill us all, <laughs> but humans will submit themselves to capitalist progress. Exactly. That's yes. literally it. That's literally, they need a human consciousness in order to do the work well, but they cannot make sentience to run like an unbreakable body. So they get people to sell them their their consciousness yes. to rent them, and like you you go to sleep, like your flesh body goes to sleep, and this they is put a you horrible the, sequel to Chappie. It's fucking I haven't watched it. So. There's like a new. I think it's on Apple TV Plus, but like the premise of that show is another like similarly high concept in which. Uh, you can undergo a procedure to forget your work life and you <laughs> only experience oh my your, oh. like, out-of-work oh, life. No. Eternal still, sunshine of you're still con- You are still conscious. Like, you just are, your two versions are unaware of your self. Like, oh, God. Separate self. Oh, no. That sounds, oh. That sounds amazing. Oh, no. It's supposed to be great. Like, I haven't watched it. Maybe yet, if like, you're the not work conscious, what about the work conscious? Oh um, and, no. and, like, the, the two sides cannot speak to one another except <laughs> under, like, extreme hey, what is this circumstances can information be passed. And so, you know, you can start to imagine some... Yeah. And I get, my, is get, my understanding is the show, like, primarily focuses on, like, the emergence of, like, <laughs> the unconsciousness of, like, the work consciousness as they try to understand the the weird place that they've they've been stuck Amazing. in. But it, it like so immediately reminded cool. me that of like a a similar sort yeah. of sort of setup. They both sound like really interesting. Uh, I'm not even uh, to the best part. Concept to pull at the best part is how this uh, works out mechanically. Is that you're run, you've run away from that corporation, and the only reason your body stays together and in well working order is because that corporation wants it to be. Uh, there are these things called stabilizers that, like, without it, like, they've they've put planned obsolescence into the robot bodies so that if one escapes, it starts to die. Uh, so the ticking clock in this game for you is uh, being able to find and purchase these stabilizers to keep yourself alive. Plus, obviously, the, like, narrative hook of wanting to, like, understand your past better. You, like, ran away so long ago that your memory is, like, has blanks in it because you've been kind of in just like in deep, like robot sleep for ages. Um, the setting itself is really cool. This station used to be a like, uh, corp, like a corporate headquarters. Uh, and then there was a workers revolt. And so now it's taken over by like the last, uh, union that like overthrew the actual corporation and made it to like a livable workspace. But before it was basically a company town that sold you on script and shit. And so like there's the descendants of those people are still living on the space station, but there's also still some of the like, uh, CEOs of that, like were in charge back then have shifted into new positions of power in different ways in this new like society. It's just like really, really interesting stuff. And yes. I think the the dice mechanic and like kind of managing like okay what can I do today, uh, and then there's there's even a great there's even one more layer to this which is um, hacking which I fucking love. Uh, you um, by being a kind of uh, robotic consciousness in uh, a human consciousness is a robotic body you can like uh, pr- uh, naturally hack things without like like oh, in a way that other people like do not have access Mm -hmm. to. And so there's running plots of like you going in and hacking. And what's really neat about hacking is that it, unlike other actions, it requires a specific number. Okay. Um, And it's usually low. It's usually ones and twos. So you can toss your ones and twos into hacking, 
but it has to be specifically a one or two unless you get your hacking skill up. I picked the character whose hacking skill is already at plus one, and then you get a second option. So I could either be a one or a three or something, but it has to be that specific number, and I can only do hacking when I have those rolls. Um, so there's a lot of things to kind of balance and poke around and discover in the world just by mm-hmm. choosing what you're going to do. Um, I, uh, I'm helping, uh, uh, a street vendor make better mushroom soup by finding mushrooms for him. He's the best. Um, there's, uh, a whole, uh, plot line with the like surgeon that, uh, finds like, is the, the first one who's able to find like the stabilizers that you need to survive and her like getting wrapped up with a local gang, uh, and like, then you start to meet the gang and you're like, yeah. gang maybe is a strong word. Um, it's really, there's just like a lot of really interesting interweaving narratives happening here. And it's just like, I'm very excited for this game to come out fully. I like exhausted. I got up to where basically all of my story threads are to the point where it says like, thanks for playing the beta. There's no more content here. Um, and I like, that was like about four hours of just, playing straight and it was really really cool like well and this is another one from fellow traveler right which is like an yes. indie label that seems to have a really high hit rate uh in terms of like just interesting shit yeah um, they this this developer even um made uh what's it called um i don't know if you all remember that narrative game called uh i think it was in other waters came out of yeah yeah, years yeah, yeah, ago. yeah yeah this is that same developer and i feel like this the part of the problem i had with in other waters was that it felt a little too um like single path forward in a way like where right um this has a lot more of branching in it like a lot more different options there are places where like there there are really great things that are set up through here's the other reason this game is great all of the there's a bunch of things that are tracked on clocks basically uh Base, uh, some of them are like just timers where it's like uh, in a certain amount of cycles, something will happen here and you'll come back and see what happens. Some of them is based on how well you do. Like uh, one of them was um, I am going to help at the this shipyard for uh, no pay. But if I do a really good job, like if I get a, a, a full success instead of like just a neutral success, they'll eventually I'll fill up this clock and they'll eventually unlock like a new like story beat where I like meet new characters or one where if I spent enough, there was like a little clock under the, under the, the bar. It's like become a regular. Once I became a regular, I had a great little story moment with the bartender and like was able to start working there. Um, There's a lot of things like that where it's like, it doesn't immediately say you can just go work here. Like you have to do the, do the work to like, become a person that people will talk to first before you get like more uh, kind of op- mechanical and narrative options um, and work because work is limited. Like you're kind of making those choices that way of like having to like, okay, I have to balance like the thing that I can do for actual money versus spending time over here at the bar drinking just to kind of become a regular versus uh, tracking down where I can even get uh, my next vial of, uh, uh, stabilizer um and it's all yeah it's just like a really great premise really well written yeah. characters really really like awesome illustrations 
And, okay, uh, yeah, and, and Jump Over the Edge, yeah, that's Gareth Damian Martin's uh, studio. So Gareth Damian Martin um, was a pretty prolific freelancer in the game space. And yeah, like also made um, the zine Heterotopias. Oh, oh shit. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. This um, is, thank you for describing my game of the year, Kato. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm when this so thing is it it's gonna, yeah, <laughs> we're done. Legitimately, legitimately. Love <laughs> to decay on a ring station. Yeah. Uh, just yes. trying to dump my lousing dice rolls into crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds perfect. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. There's no set date on release. Is this, is this yet. demo a, a press thing or because the Steam is about to do a big demo they, roll out? I, I believe that they're, that's going to be available there. It was available for a, a short amount of time during the last time they did one of those. And I just missed mm. it. Um, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure that it will, but keep an eye out. Like you know, this is the this is the like, hey, you should be following this on Steam and see it, so you can look at it as soon as possible if what I've been describing sounds interesting to you, because it's made a very strong first impression, and like, it's one of those things where I don't even care if my save will carry forward. I will pl- replay those four hours and like make different choices and like be excited about that. Like, it sounds really cool. This seems like kind of a hallmark year for like this style of game and like the style of like independent, really cool and like fascinating RPG. Because let's say we got Citizen Sleeper. um, We have uh, Norca. Norca. Yeah, that which seems (laughs) so fucking cool. Um, I'm excited for like games that are like very obviously inspired by like both like traditional adventure gaming, but also by like current trends in tabletop role-playing game design yeah. like everything you are describing kato is like setting my ttrpg brain <laughs> yeah 100 fire i am it's basically so a blades in the dark game in a way They're, right oh like it's so good um this is yeah. so fucking cool it's really good year really for a video game maybe I was gonna say it's it's February seventeenth and Red all is right, ready to declare all sorts. Just what a fucking great <laughs> year for video games. Uh, names two. Year. Names two. It's a banner year for this type of video game. Listen, there's, there's, this there's a bunch of these games coming. I thought it too. The other ones are filling later. You got it. Fuck you. Listen, listen. You know what? You know what? There are some that I didn't list because I don't know if they're going to be that good or not, but seem really neat to me specifically. <laughs> could be a banner year. Could, could not be. Not commit to it yet. <laughs> got, Let's, got my eye on some things. Me and me and my boy Jeff Keeley out here being like, this is a great <laughs> Games are great. How do people feel about games? Games, answer this poll. Yes or no? Games or no games? Games, games or no games. games? I'm out here with Jeff Keeling being like, I think games. I think games. Consolidation. The- Is it good? <laughs> Listen, God. I think when one company owns all of the video games, that's good because I can sometimes <laughs> play more of them. What if all the games were on Game Pass? I mean, who could say? It's. <laughs> You know, it's never it's quite sure. never dreamed I'd see a thing like this. It's Master Chief making out with a troll from War Hunter <laughs> from from World of Warcraft. War Hunter. I was just thinking hmm. the Hunter class. Sorry. No, I know. I'm just wondering what 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 do I get when I look for War Hunter? You know, oh, maybe this is these these are the types of prototypes that never War Hunter were. is a first person shooter. You take control of special <laughs> agents and fight your way through the cold, mean scenery and find the arms dealer Talib. 
Oh, oh no! Wow. Views. That's mostly <laughs> negative. Promising. Oh no! <laughs> I like, I like how like everyone on this going. call eyebrows raised simultaneously on the phrase "the arms hunter Talib." <laughs> Every fucking person on this call just oh, look. This game, incredible quote: "You have classic FPS controls with waz and arrows to move your character and mouse mm-hmm. to point mm-hmm. and shoot." So mm-hmm. I mean. Arrows, just like classic adventure games, who could say it could this could, War Hunter could go any in any way, any direction? Could be a banner. Year. All the reviews are negative. All the reviews. <laughs> okay. Wow. So could Han, could still be a banner year <laughs> for War Hunter. Uh, War Hunter could be. Uh, you know, I don't know. Is this an early access? But I don't know. Uh, uh, Hans, who but only put 0.1 hours into it. This is the worst game I have ever played. <laughs> Well, Hans, I think you'd probably play more stuff before Come you. On, like, Hans. We don't Come know what on. we don't know what your background is. Come Although, on, I guess if you're plunging your head into the bucket where games like War Hunter live, like you've probably seen some stuff. Like mm-hmm. you've you've definitely like given yourself over to the void. Uh, you've contemplated that that maw. Um, we're gonna take a minute and uh, contemplate the maw, and we'll be back after a quick break. I'm so thirsty, and I'll be right back. <laughs> When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. So, hold on. So I am on the Infernax Steam Store page. Sorry, we might be back. We might be back. Who can say? Who's to say? Kind of will figure it out. I'm looking at a video with a live action component. Where I, I haven't seen I haven't seen this video. Okay, but I can continue. So I think it feels like we might need to see it. I but I can't seem to find it on YouTube, not easily at least. Huh. But uh, if you look at like the fourth video in there, it's got a picture of a guy <laughs> holding his head. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, let's all hit play on this and just like get the vibe here, and then you can tell me, Patrick, if this is an app description. Okay, S- make sure sound on. Yeah, it's, yeah loud. it's on. All right. It's on. Three, two, one, go. Uh, not having fun is boring. He's got an abacus on his desk. Whoa! What the f- Hey, kid. Whoa! <laughs> what Check this game out. Infrared. You got the power. It's an Whoa. NES card. <laughs> Defeat monsters. Use your skills. Explore the world. Watch out! Giant <laughs> Play the games of the night. <laughs> this isn't inaccurate. Soundtrack. Project the world. Use powerful spell. Spell is pretty powerful. Uses up a lot of MP. <laughs> this is pretty fun, good. The, the cup full of smoke. The mug full of smoke is probably my favorite part. <laughs> Amazing. 
All right, so bad. You like those? Those have strong, uh, like mid to late eighties, yeah. like NES controller, yeah. or NES commercial vibes. Uh, that is uh, clearly that's what they're going for. Like with this, the, the whole uh, like you know, uh, uh, fog coming off the cup. That's good. I've not seen that. <laughs> so it it seems like correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, feels like Infernax might be appealing to some nostalgia. <laughs> Might be making what's called nostalgia play for gamers of a certain vintage. Uh, Patrick, what is Infernax, and uh, is that a, is that a good read? Uh, it is uh, Infernax. I think would like be best described as is v- very Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you are, uh, I don't know, a knight that shows up and uh, unholy creatures. You got to kill five bosses to get into the church. I don't know. The story is like sort of. <laughs> Neither here nor there. It's not really what you're what you're there for. It's a 2D action game um, with like the violence cranked way up, but not in a way like in a very funny like B movie Evil Deadish like horror sort of way. Where like as you know, every time you die, like the game cuts to like a, a black and red. Uh, uh, like really striking background as like whatever creature you died mauls you in some horrifying fashion or the 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 bosses that you're going up against are these screen filling like organ spilling uh, monstrosities like it is very like over the top and humorous and just has like a really uh, it just feels really good to play it looks nice the music's good um, I uh, you know uh Good variety on the not, music, or is it all tend to be sort of that like shredding guitar, but like chip? No, no, based? it's all pic, it's all pixel. It's like yeah. you know, it's like chip tuny stuff when yeah. you actually get into the game. It's not. There's no uh, metal thrashing in the in the <laughs> game itself. Uh, the game the game itself is much more uh, akin to you know something you'd be playing on a on a, a souped up NES or, or something like that. But um, I don't know. I'd, I'd seen this game had uh, been recommended by a couple people on my timeline, and I was looking. Uh, for something to sort of like get my feet wet, uh, before like playing like an, like an Elden Ring or something like, I was like, I need to chant, like, I need to start like getting ready to get my ass kicked. And, uh, Infernax seemed like a good place to start. There's a couple of interesting things about it. Um, kind of like wrinkles on like the otherwise pretty, uh, like formulaic template that it's playing with of like a, a sprawling sort of like Castlevania adventure game is, uh, I don't know if there's any, like, any impact on the story quite yet, but there'll just be times where, like, for example, in the opening of the game, you'll come across some sort of cursed person. It's like, ah, I, I feel horrible. Kill me. And then the game splits in two and says, like, what do you want to do? You want to kill him or you want to spare him? And, like, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't say that. Like, there's no voiceover, but... The aesthetic, everything about it is like like conveying that that could be booming over like a loudspeaker. Like, what do you want to do, motherfucker? You want to save this poor soul or you want to kill him? And so I, I chose to spare them. All they did was go uh, basically like, you asshole, as their, as their flesh like turned inside out and they turned into the monster anyway. And then I was forced to kill them. I don't know if things change or if that's just a tutorial. Uh, uh, it's unclear to me. Um, in the in one of the trailers, it says multi endings over one of these. Yeah, things. and so uh, like the, I, uh, like I had a sequence recently where um, uh, the game is semi directed. Like it's it, it has a bit of a uh, kind of a Metroid element to it in that 
There are just like spots that are gated off because you can't don't have the right upgrade or the right item in order to progress. Like, uh, you know, like that your your weapon can, can't initially get through sort of like broken up rock. And so you have to wait till you find that upgrade. Um, but uh, I've I, one of the paths I was on this morning before work, I came across uh, what appear to be a bunch of unruly uh, I don't know, like mages, like they don't, they seem to are into some like edgy magic shit. Like the way they're dressed, the way they're talking, doesn't seem like they're full on the up and up. And mm, they kept talking about charms. like, uh, <laughs> they kept talking about these, this, hey, this guy down the road, got a fucking library. We can make some sick spells if we could just have access to that piece of shit's library. I'm like, uh, okay. So you kind of make note of that. And then I walked a little bit a little further down the way and, I meet that person in the library and they're like, oh, I got these ruffians out front. They, they don't make me feel uncomfortable. You know, like I, you, could you do something about them? I'm like, uh, maybe. And so I go over and I expect what the game is going to confront me with is, uh, you want to, you want to kill these evil wizards, even though you don't know much about them. Uh, and also you don't know much about this guy in the library. <laughs> uh, and instead the, I go over and, uh, your character tells one of the like uh, the guys in this like traveling group, like, "Hey, person in the library is kind of uncomfortable. Like, you think you can move along?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, you're probably right. You're probably, you know, probably right. We should probably get going. Uh, do you uh, you want to stick around and have a drink? Like, you want to have a drink with us?" And it seemed like very casual, but I was like, "Well, no, I'm on this quest. I'm not. I'm not gonna stick around and have this drink." Um, and then so I just choose not to. And then they get up. Uh, and they leave, uh, and uh, I don't know what that consequence is. Like, what happens if I had sat and had a drink with them? The game isn't, like, very specific on the repercussions. Did I just align myself with some horrible person in the library? I don't know, but it adds, like, a fun wrinkle, both in the presentation of the choice uh, and then also just the fact that you're just doing a little bit more than, you know, whacking zombies. Um, the In addition to that, the game is also just e- extremely hard. Um, it has this... It presents itself very forward facing as this is a game that's going to kick your ass, not have a lot of checkpoints, going to be one of those games. Um, That said, it also has like a a totally uh, functional casual mode that uh, does a couple of things. So, for example, when you go into uh, when you're playing the game, as you attack enemies, you get experience points and they drop gold, which you can obviously pipe into an upgrade system and to to buy buy new items and things like that. Uh, If you die on the normal mode uh that all that stuff disappears like you have to get to a checkpoint in order to register that as being saved um and that is especially problematic in like the proper dungeons which just every time i would get past a screen i would go you have to be fucking kidding me for how long <laughs> i've been in here without any sort of relief oh, no. um to the point that when i made it to the boss and then immediately died i went you have to be fucking kidding me. You tr- you expect me to do all of that in one go? Um, uh, to which, a- after dying multiple times, the game was like, hey, do you want to just switch it to casual mode? And, like, the specifics of the casual mode are betray, I think, uh, mm. what it's actually doing, which is just like, hey, we're going to put in one checkpoint in the dungeon. So it's just like you can kind of, like, do most of it, clock up there, and go over to the, roll over to the boss. Uh, and that your experience in gold will just carry over when you die. And like, so you can more properly, essentially you can upgrade more regularly without grinding um, and sort of artificially power level yourself. And so I did switch over to that because 
I wasn't interested in spending th- that much time like gr- getting my way through the like kind of brute memorization of uh, the, the the world. Also, I don't think I think the combat's all right, but it didn't feel it felt cheap enough at times that I was like, all right, I don't feel like that hit was fully earned. So I felt like the casual mode was meeting the game halfway where it's like it pushes back on me just enough. But also I'm sort of frequently making enough progress that uh, I'm uh, continuing through the world and, and having a good time. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. I like it. It's got f- like fun metal vibes. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, the affection I had for the game Valfaris from a couple mm. of years back, which is a, a 2D heavy metal action game. I think Valfaris is a much better game. That's like one of my favorite games of the last couple of years. But um, uh, it definitely is like sitting in the same same category of vibe uh, that Valfaris uh, had. I also, prior to saying the word Valfaris a minute ago, I was spending a long time explaining this game, hoping I'd remember what that game was called because I couldn't remember it. And then I wasn't quite sure how to Google search it. And I was just hoping that, well, as I talk about Infernax, maybe that part of my brain will just unlock. And it did. Like, right, just like precious moments before I went for the the comparison. Uh, So... Uh, shout outs to my brain for 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 remembering that. So, Patrick, uh, as interesting as Infernax uh, seems to be, there's something else that's mm-hmm. we- weird has been happening. Um, mm-hmm. It's maybe a bit infernal. Why am I getting several emails a day about Jeeps? Right. OK, <laughs> so I'm going to send you guys a. Uh, really glad that the last with like Google's autocomplete was modern warfare three Jeep used. Yeah. I forgot that we he looked, looked up, up <laughs> how much they cost. All right. So I'm going to send a link to true car, uh, right here, uh, for y'all. Uh, this is so multiple times. Now Activision has done a partnership with Jeep, um, to produce call of duty branded Jeeps. Um, they've done it for black ops. They've done it for modern warfare three. I don't know if that's the end of the partnership. They've done it uh, multiple times. And, Someone originally wrote in, I think it was Lucas. Let let me uh, see if I kept that question. Um, I didn't. I'm pretty sure it's Lucas, though. Um, Anyway, they wrote in, in their neighborhood is one of these Jeeps. And... They they they're just so curious. Who is this person? Why did they get this Jeep? What is the story here? Um, And they've just never been able to have the opportunity to have that conversation or even to have enough of a conversation tangential to the Jeep to uh, potentially fill in some of those blanks on their own. And so, of course, I put out a call saying, look, the audience of Waypoint Radio is vast. It is wide. Um, they are all over the world. <laughs> so, and and as, we've not- as we noticed, looking it up on True Car, these Jeeps have been resold. They've been recirculated. Maybe all of them are list- the only ones that exist are here on True Car, <laughs> rotting, hoping for a home. Turns out that's not the case. Uh, no. We got a number of emails uh, from people uh, answering the call to to let us know about uh, their experiences um, with um, uh, these cars. Okay, so da da da. Oh, it's Mike, not Lucas. Okay, Mike, I did leave it in here. Okay, so this first one comes in from. Okay, uh, this is Alex. Uh, Dear Waypoint. I don't know how emblematic my story is of most uh, modern warfare. Oh, no, they don't have one. That's a Jeep. That's Jeep adjacent. All right. Cameron from St. Peter, Florida writes, Highway Point Crew. Fun fact. 
My dad owns one of the Modern Warfare 3 Jeeps you talked about in the most recent podcast. To my knowledge, he's never played the game or any Call of Duty for that matter. (laughs) Back in 2012, he was looking for something to take off-roading outside Las Vegas, and this already had most of the features he was looking for. Since it's a limited edition, he assumed it would hold its value a little more than a comparable model should he decide to sell it. I have no idea if that's true, but that's his reasoning. Um, That's great. I have to imagine uh, that that is maybe more of an explanation for why these are purchased than than it is hardcore Call of Duty fans uh, wanting the branding. Um, uh, This... Yes, please, Red. What part of Florida did you say this was from? St. Petersburg. That tracks. I think I'm looking at the Jeep for sale on this website. I don't know if it's St. Petersburg. I'm going to check how close these two places are, but they're sure <laughs> there sure is a black um, 2012 uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Jeep Wrangler uh, sitting s- sitting on this web page. You know, I would love if the follow-up to that email was, and actually... We're selling it. Now my, now my dad is embarrassed about the, the, the Jeep. And it's just like, <laughs> well, yeah, his dad, but his dad wanted to do off-roading in Vegas? Was that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe dad mm-hmm. is in Vegas, but the person's riding from Florida. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So the, the Vegas that? Jeep might be in like a gulch somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he said he was in Vegas, uh, yeah. the, 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 the father. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, so this is this is a different one. Uh, I'm going to paste these images uh, here. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, for the audience. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Sorry, is- sorry, 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 uh, sorry. Brent, do you want to take a shot at describing this? Uh, I'm looking at a vehicle. It's <laughs> my first pass. I'm looking at a vehicle that is less car uh, or less Jeep uh, and more uh, sticker. I would say this, the, the sticker to paint ratio is fucking busted. But it's a mix of Superman stuff uh, and like Justice League adjacent content. Uh, and then a bunch of uh, Jesus iconography. Uh, and then also on the back is um, Jesus uh, with the Superman S. No, that's uh, what that is? I was like, what? Is, is that like a fucking Justice League logo I don't know about? No, that's Jesus. No, no that's, a, that's Jesus. That that's is just the Superman Jesus S. Just knocked over the cross. with the Superman logo. Uh-huh. I feel like that's sacrilegious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, they're all. There's only one together. real Superman. Mm-hmm, That's Jesus. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's the Superman logo with the Renegade logo, uh, and then yeah, that is that is um, the Lord Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, and I'm also noticing. Let me let me really get on this image. I'm gonna make this image crispy. Real. Hold on. The whole Jeep right is in Pepsi blue. Yeah. yeah. With red red accents. Including and those those accents look like they've been. Do we think they were there? They were this no, that added was added. by the that was, owner. That yeah, was, right. Yeah. yeah. What are the chances, folks, that the handprint uh, on that? Uh, how do we feel about the handprint on? I don't the like it. I don't understand passenger it. mirror. <laughs> Actually, this driver's side. Do you think that mirror. was no, Jesus? So yeah, it was passenger side mirror. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> is I'm wondering if it's some kind of like 
his handprint thingy on the passenger mirror, which kind of implies yeah. that like Jesus slapped your car a high five <laughs> as you were driving <laughs> past quickly, which like <laughs> that's kind of rude, dude. Don't do that. I need um, that mirror. <laughs> oh my! I'm gonna I'm gonna need the person that, uh, that, that wrote in with these images. If you the next time you see this, could you get closer to the to that rearview mirror to get a sense of? Is there something written on yeah, it? Yeah, that's unlike there... I, I just found the email because I was hoping there was a higher res. No, because like there's something on the hand. It looks like there's something. There's on the some hand. sort of. It's on the hand. Let's call it a stigmata <laughs> uh, on the handprint. Okay. Wait, sorry, sorry, stop, 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 stop. I'm picking up on something. So the weird symbol is, I yeah. believe, the Jeep Renegade logo. Yeah. The weird like XC thing, uh-huh. so which implies to me that this is a Superman branded Jeep Renegade. Yeah, yes. That has then been tricked out with Jesus and Superman. Oh, so you're saying Superman maybe the super, much details, like the Call details. of Duty right. branding. So, oh, okay, hold on. Let's, I don't. I, so I think you're wrong. You think I'm like wrong? all these things look to me like vinyls somebody carefully applied themselves. Yeah, but look, no, 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 no. Look at the. Oh, okay. I think this is true, but also look at the uh, look at the taillights. Also, they got a parking ticket. Just putting that out there. <laughs> They're saying I'm gonna parking fucker. ticket on that on that windshield. The headlights. Um, okay. Look at the yeah the taillights. The taillights have that same shape, which yeah. suggests to me that this is a branded Renegade. Uh I'm not seeing a, a cursory Google search does not. There is, there was a 2016 Batman oh v Superman God. Dawn of Justice. There is Jeep Renegade produced based on the Jeep Renegade that Bruce Wayne is driving at the beginning of that film, which is a like, you know, crossover with the climax of Man of Steel when the General Zod fight is happening. But that's just a straight up black Jeep Renegade. Uh, no, no Superman uh, logo. This uh, person bought a Jeep Renegade and yeah, then decided yeah. to add the word Renegade over it and the Jesus stuff and the Superman stuff on top. But it was yeah, a, no I'm not base, seeing any Renegade. Base, there's no, there's like no giant Renegade text on the Renegade itself. Sorry, sorry. No, yeah. no so I that, would like to know one thing. Uh, it is that is that the uh, does have the uh, the Superman one yeah. uh, is called the Dawn of Justice Jeep Renegade and does have Dawn of Justice kind of plastered across the front of the vehicle, uh, which is <laughs> right. extremely well, fucking funny to me. Uh, I will also note that there's a recurring motif of Superman hovering over a mountain range. And I was curious about that, too. Huh. But on the view of the uh, the side view yeah, uh, in the rear window. Uh, past like the C pillar, uh, there oh, is I a <laughs> there is a move mountains sticker. Yes, <laughs> that is that is the recurring motif is the combination what of does, the move mountains does, with the Superman. Also, what whoa, does the whoa, question whoa. say in the back window? Does anyone know? Um, it's to the left. Oh, got Superman. God that's what it God. says. That's what it. That's I have what it a, I have another important question. Oh. What? That's what it says what? is life is all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna need a uh, teamwork here uh the back right sorry the front right the passenger right side door mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. the window yes. has the yeah. superman logo yes above that and to the left there is something in script life, life is 
No, I don't think is there an is there? I think it's yeah, just no, life. It's life is a life is a journey. Journey. Life is life a journey. Is a journey. <laughs> life. Not a destination. Oh, and then um, yeah, under That's the it, it finishes it under says. the Superman. Oh my fucking Christ! I didn't see the text is, under the Superman logo. Oh my fucking Christ! Okay. Anything? Any other key details about this vehicle? We feel the need to kind of like engage with as as a group to kind of help process and like you know there learn. is a um there is a car that i see once so like i have the same path that i drive <clears throat> every morning to drop my kids off at, at daycare and it's like once every 20 times i encounter a car with a similar aesthetic to this <laughs> um not i don't know i don't think it has the a Christian iconography. I think this is more of a I love Dragon Ball Z in other oh, associated games yeah. and anime situations. That's a cool person. And I've tried so desperately multiple like it's because it's clear our our schedules line up at in at some in some way. And then it just depends like, is this the day where we hit the lights at the same time? <laughs> and I've just never been able to go fast enough to see who's in there. Um and I, I, I'll follow up if I'm able to answer that mystery. But I've, I've, I've seen a car like this, and it's, it's in my neighborhood. I just don't know. I don't have an answer. On I will call out one it. last detail here. Yeah, please, 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 please. please, please. <clears throat> so, please I'm not going to sit here and pretend this is not tacky. It's extremely tacky. But that is not to say it is not carefully and thoughtfully done. <laughs> Look at the wheel wells. Look at the. Oh, wow. The hubcaps on the wheel wells. There is a light spray of red trim paint. There is. Matching. Oh like, wow. there is a level of where attention to detail Wait, here. Where is this? So, in the front. The easiest. The front view. Like, look at the front view. Easiest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the front view. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the front view. Where is this? The wheels. In the, in the so in, like, along the hubcap, basically. Uh, the, uh-huh. the, the spokes on the wheel. You will know that there's iridescent red paint. Oh my fucking god! On the interior, not on the outward facing side. No, 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 no. It's like red piping on the interior Interior edge of the hubcap. It's not the right word. I forget. It's wheels, right? It's just just the wheels, opposed to the tire. Uh, But the yeah, like it is. This is like I find this thing kind of touching because you know what it is. It's like what a little kid would dream their car would be. Mm-hmm. And here it is. Here it is. It's got Batman and Superman <laughs> and a curvaceous Wonder Woman with the hair just whipping past. Um, and then some other people. Uh, I think that's the Flash and Cyborg because, you know, yeah, Justice League. I think yeah. that's Green Lantern, but you're close. Uh, but he wasn't yeah. in that. Yeah. Was he? Well, I don't think this is necessarily representative of the 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 Zack Snyder. I think this is a general Superman love. Um, um, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure they love the Zack Snyder films. I'm I am I am sure. I'm sure That's the I'm thing sure. you have to know is because they have the Jesus Superman and Zack Snyder is is the king of making Superman Jesus. It's true. Uh, but yeah, it's uh th- this this Jeep is marvelous. I'm also nice downtown area. Yeah. Um, I want to go there. And, and, and so uh, the, the last uh, add-on uh, to, to this comes in uh, from from Alex. Uh, it's a dear waypoint. I don't know how emblematic my story is of most 
Modern Warfare 3 Jeep owners, but I had a regular customer at the liquor store I used to manage who drove a Modern Warfare 3 Jeep, usually with a very nice boat hooked up to the back. (laughs) My assumption, given my many interactions with this customer, let's call him Kyle, is that he did not purchase the Modern Warfare Jeep with his own money. Kyle was a former frat guy in his early 30s, and his taste in beer was about what you'd expect. He'd come in roughly twice a week and purchase two large bags of ice and several 30 packs of natural light or bush light. (laughs) Kyle always paid with $100 bills and was always accompanied by three to four of his bros. Kyle was loud, generally affable, and apparently well-liked by his friends. All in all, Kyle was mostly harmless, if a bit obnoxious. However... We'd always find the empty ice bags and beer cases in the parking lot so Kyle could go fuck himself. (laughs) (laughs) P.S. I was a Jeep driver for over a decade, and there's probably a reason that the one from the original email was uh, always parked. Jeeps from that era are famously pieces of shit and break down all the time. I can't imagine the cool decals and dashboard plaque helped much in that regard. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Thank you, everyone else, for, for writing in. If you... Uh, if you've you seen other Modern Warfare three Jeeps in the wild, um, let us know. But I do, I do feel, I do feel like these, the two stories we have here, I think run the gamut of what my my brain assumed, which is Kyle's like frat boys that like, oh, I could take the I could take the door off, like <laughs> I, I love the Jeep, I love Call of Duty, I love Natty Light, um. And then an oblivious dad who is like thinking about the market value and doesn't really give a shit what the car looks like. That's those are the two spectrums of a modern warfare three Jeep owner. And we have solved we have solved the mystery, I think. Amazing. And one last thing. Kyle, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, clean your shit up and go fuck yourself. <laughs> I think Kyle's I think Kyle's on his boat. Yeah. Kyle's probably on his boat. Do you think Kyle it's his doesn't boat have time for podcasts? Boat? No, maybe maybe actually maybe Kyle's very into podcasts, and when he's out there with his bros, they're just they just flip it on the on uh you know plug it into the boat, and they just they're just going at forty five miles an hour on this boat, chugging natty lights and listening you know, to Waypoint Radio to pod. Yeah, they're not listening to wait listening just, to fucking just Joe absolutely Rogan experience is what they're listening absolutely. to. Absolutely, oh, five you're five talking to a frat boy fries. right here. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> They might Five be. totally wow. blasted frat boys being like, you know whose perspective we really need today on our gaming habits? Some random lesbian. That's what <laughs> really we're really desperate for in yes. our day-to-day lives is some just just big old lesbo to kind of tell us how she feels about about <laughs> Zinch. <laughs> that's mature, that's called maturity. That's called hitting your 30s and understanding what you don't know. Um, so you mm. know what? Congrats, Kyle, on growing up. Congrats, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Hope the crash rating was good on that Jeep. <laughs> it's it's build quality may have been sus, but uh, fingers crossed they didn't cut corners elsewhere where it mattered. Uh, yeah, so I think we can probably call that a week, right? Yeah. Then we nailed it. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna get in that parking lot. We're gonna pour all our ice into our cooler. We're gonna get on that Zodiac. Um, we're gonna take it out to the lake house this weekend. Uh, man, those sound like fun things to do. 
See, Kyle, Kyle had it all figured out. <laughs> Just boats are great. Especially well, ones you didn't have to pay for. See, the problem was... Oh, yeah, you don't want to own stuff. a boat. Yeah. You just want to know a Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to be Kyle, but I do want to be on Kyle's, like, weekend crew and be like, yeah, hey, man, uh, hey, no, let me, like, sort of make, like, you're like, hey, let me reimburse you for some of this beer. Oh, no, okay, really? It's cool? Cool. And just, like, that's that's where I want to be. Uh, oh, your dad's paying for all of it? Okay, that's, that's neat. <clears throat> I'll get you so, next time. I'll get you next time. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no. Next time we do something like, um, you know, my place, uh, you know, it's on me. Red carpet treatment the whole way. <laughs> um, I don't know what we do. You know, it's not. I know it's not a lake house, not a boat, but like uh, it's a pretty good TV. Um, oh, yeah. Just like how, how, how do you feel about speakers? Yeah. Yeah. No, All right. No, it's cool. Like, it's cool. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, Mikasa Sukasa for real. If you guys ever want to. Uh, but yeah, boat. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's a that's a wrap on this episode of Waypoint Radio. If you want more from Waypoint, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint, Facebook and YouTube, Waypoint Vice. You can follow me, me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Patrick. You can follow me at Patrick Klumpik. Renata. You can follow me on Twitter at Ren or Raven. Ricardo. You can follow me on. <laughs> wow, you, you caught him off guard. <laughs> Uh, you, you Who the can, fuck is this guy? Who's this is Ricardo. Is, oh, hello. I've replaced Cotto. <laughs> uh, you can find me at a underscore Cotto underscore appears. Don't worry about it. That name uh, is also, not Ricardo. It's real. It's real, though. I, I did enjoy the stream being real, real weirded out by the arrival of a Ricardo uh, in, 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 in the voting <laughs> I still options. can't believe <laughs> the amount of people who were like, who's Ricardo? So, yeah, for your information, <laughs> if you've not seen it, you should check out yeah. our Waypoint 101 PowerPoint presentations from last week. They were a whole lot of fun. Uh, alliances were forged. We laughed. We cried. We cursed PowerPoint. <laughs> Wasn't PowerPoint. It was Google Slides. Um, we all I mean, some of us, some of us, some of us cursed. Everyone else had a, a browser compliant and everything mm, worked yeah. fine. Oh, well, excuse me for supporting the Mozilla Foundation. <laughs> the last Sentinels guarding. Hang on, is Mo, didn't, didn't Mozilla? Didn't they just go through a whole NFTs? fucking crypto thing? Yeah. <laughs> Mozilla NFT. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I think they backed off. It. Mozilla hits they... pause on crypto donations yes. following backlash. See, oh, they hit like, pause oh. on the crypto donations. You don't even need to worry about it. Mozilla always oh. on the side of the angels. Uh, thank you, Mozilla, for hitting pause. On those crypto <laughs> donations. Now, don't hit resume. Maybe just cancel the process and just like let it lie. Just let it lie. Uh, but yeah, so check out the uh, Waypoint 101 uh, presentations we did last week. Check out uh, Patrick and Kato. Picado had an epic Kingsfield oh, uh, stream. Um, That's our Dragon Ball Z fusion dance name, right? Picado! <laughs> Let me do a little Ricard trick. Is that anything? God damn. No. Is that anything? No, that was fucking nothing. Are you sure? Pass at it? Do you want to take another pass? Trick, Pat no, 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 no. Rob, take another pass at it. So, uh, Ricard. <laughs> no, I don't. Look, you gotta. We're doing a Ricard trick. Ricard, mm-hmm. Ricard trick. No. Listen, okay, do what Hillary Clinton suggests, everyone, and let's Ricard go to the polls. <laughs> Fucking crap. <laughs>
And you can listen to, you can watch me and Ren uh, stream Warhammer. Uh, so be sure and check that out. Uh, I think we'll be doing some more uh, strategy and tactics games next week. Uh, we have a Waypoint one, 101 coming up on Kingsfield because uh, Patrick's been is trying to burn through that to make some space for uh, Elden Ring. I think we're not gonna. No, we're gonna take we the Elden uh, Ring, Etonist. Continue. Um, we we settled on we're not we're not gonna beat it. We're gonna beat it on stream. Yeah. So we we'll, we'll, we Kato and I will continue playing Kingsfield, but uh, we are uh, on Monday evening scheduled to record a podcast with uh, the popular Souls streamer uh, Lobos Junior, um, who's played a bunch of these games, including Kingsfield. Uh, who like I messaged. Like a couple of weeks back, I was like, hey, I saw like years back you played Kingsfield. You don't have to like prep or anything. Just like, you know, if you want to just come on. So we had a you know third voice and you play all these Souls games on stream. He's like, oh, that was so long ago. I'll just burn through the game again before we do the podcast. It's like, oh, man, okay, man, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Legend. Uh, uh, so, uh, so, yeah, we're supposed to record that on, on Monday. So hopefully that'll be in your feed uh, next uh, Wednesday um, as alongside, you know, thoughts on, on Elden Ring as well. What about get contrarect? Huh? Hmm. Contrarect. I don't feel like my name is prominent enough in there. Doesn't need to be. To... <laughs> that sounds good. Contrarect. <laughs> or if you just want more Waypoint, you can go to waypointplus.com and subscribe. Yeah, uh, more not only do you get access to our money. premium feed, but you're also helping support Waypoint and everything else we do here, like these streams or these cool brainstorming sessions. Hey, if you're listening to this on Friday and started it right when it came out, we're probably streaming right now. Hey, look, three people came into the stream last week. We're like, oh, I wow. came here from the podcast. We trans- <laughs> transformed the numbers on the stream. Patrick, we had 1,500 people watching that stream. I think that is, a, that is a good indication that plugging streams on podcasts is an effective onboarding strategy. Especially Thank you very much. The ones that are happening directly as people are listening to them. Yeah, definitely shouldn't mention that at the top of the podcast no, no, as no, opposed no, no, to no. the bottom. But no, hey, no, no, no. I'm not a marketing expert. <laughs> It's a little treat for the people who listen early. Welcome to the stream, gamers. And if you Come missed it, the treat. VOD will be up on Monday, probably. Hang on, just, just splice this in. Uh-huh. To radio episode 462, I'm your host, Rob Zagney, but right now I'm streaming Anacrusis with the crew, so oh you can God. stop what you're Rob. doing and check it out right now live on twitch.tv slash waypoint. <laughs> The Anna Cruz, that's, that's what they call us. They yeah, can't left you enough I'll, there for like a seamless Yeah, edit? I'll... Like just seamless? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Done. All right. Call us the Friends of Kyle. <laughs> the theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, for now, we are calling it a week. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But thank you, Kyle's dad, for the cool beach house weekend <laughs> with the boat in the car. Like, capitalism did well for you, sir. <laughs> Do you have any of those jobs lying around? Please, We're gonna please, sir. Today, huh? <laughs> please, sir, I would like a job. <laughs> That's how that this works, right? Mm-hmm. Papa Kyle, please. <laughs> Papa Kyle, my coffers are empty. <laughs> oh, no, I found a beer. <laughs> Oh, okay, Rob. this might have been a bad idea. I put it in my mug, and it's actually a little too. It's hard to get out of the mug. Your shit, yeah. Rob. Will you yeah. will you play Nebulous Fleet Command this weekend? Yeah. Ren was telling me that like there's radar facing mechanics. Yeah. And shit, so yes, Tato, <laughs> I will play it. I, I do we do I have code? it. I have it already. Was there was there a PR for it or no no did, no? I just, uh, just got some. I shit? got some. I got some birthday money, and I was like, "Fuck it, it's twenty bucks." <laughs> I because I searched all my mailboxes. Patrick, can you do a? Oh shit! Hold on. Kyle, <laughs> can you keep some form of that? I'll figure something change. out. Yeah, I'll figure In something there, out. Make that some sort of sign up. <laughs> 